Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. Racing on America's classic circuits. This is IMSA Radio. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to a bit of uh, additional coverage for you this morning as the Sebring week gets underway. 1,000 miles for the WEC and the Mobile One 12 hours. Uh, on the weekend coming up. But before then, we have rounds three and four of the IMSA VP Challenge. And the cars are rolling on their warm-up lap for 45 minutes uh, coming into this weekend. Let's take a look at the grid. Uh, 30 cars to start. We'll run down some of the GSXs. There's 19 of them and the top couple of rows. Uh, sees uh, Rob Walker on the outside of row three for Auto Technic Racing. Sebastian Carrazzo uh, is in fifth position. Moise Oretsky for accelerating performance in the Aston Martin is on the outside of row two. Francis Seldorf for Turner Motorsport BMW. That's the F82, the older car, uh, in third. And the front row of GSX, which are the GT3 cars. Luca Mars for Cole Motorsport in the Mustang. And the BMW M4 G82 for Gregory Leofouge, uh, who is on pole position. Uh, in the front end of the field, there are nine prototypes. These are LMP3 cars. They are mostly Ligiers, but uh, uh, there's a mix, rather, between Ligiers and Duquesnes. At the front of the field, uh, in sixth position, John Brownson for 47 Motorsport. That is a Duquesne. It's a Ligier for 40 Racing, powered by USRT Brian Thiens. Courtney Crone, 47 Motorsports, Duquesne in fourth. Andrea, uh, and Antonio Cerevale for Mulder Motorsports and Marika Hazard Duquesne uh, on the inside of row two. Courtney Crone on the outside of row two there for 47. And on the front row, JDC Miller, JDC Motorsports Duquesne, the number 73 of championship leader Dan Goldberg and Bijoy Gar on pole position in the Ligier JSP 320. So here we go then for the second uh, event of the season. Uh, safety car bringing them back. So coming down to turn 17 to sunset, there is... Uh, 45 minutes on the clock. Let's get ready to go for round number three. As we said, it's Damp Goldberg uh, who leads the championship. Two wins in the prototype category, the P3 category. Uh, as far as the GSXs uh, are concerned, well, uh, that was similar for Billy Griffin. Ahead uh, of Rob Walker and Todd Coleman, Moise Oreski in fourth position after the first two rounds. All right, green flag is in hand and we are ready to go racing. Safety car 
bringing them onto the front straight. If I lean forward and look back towards my left-hand side, here they go. So down towards the first corner then. Decent start by the pole position man. Courtney Crone got a good start uh, as well. But it is the number three of Bijoy Gark who leads out towards turns three and four. Brilliant in the early morning sunshine here with the sunlight coming up from turn number one. That's the uh, area where the sun comes up streaking under the new bridge a few years ago. That's Bijoy Garg leading them out. No, it's not. He's dropped a couple of positions. So Garg's had a bit of an issue as he goes down towards the hairpin for the first time. Bringing up the field at the back, the number 87. It is uh, just taking a few moments for our timing to uh, update here to see who's done what to whom. Down towards turn seven and to... The hairpin. Good morning to those having breakfast down there at the hotel. So Bijoy Garg then from pole position. Still scored as our leader. It was Dan Goldberg in second. Antonio Serraville Valle. Then Courtney Crone. As they go around the far side of the circuit now. And it's... Uh, Still everybody pretty much together, as you might expect in the opening rounds. We can't see the far side of the circuit here, so this is a bit old school, waiting for them to come back around. They're on the Ullman straight now, and it's Garg still leading out. Had about three or a four cars lengths lead when they disappeared across the line. Now coming round to complete the first lap. There is the white, blue and orange car. That is Garg that leads from Dan Goldberg. Championship leader in second. It's two seconds at the line there. Brian Thenis from Forte Racing in third position. Antonio Saravale for Mulner. Courtney Crone in the number 99 for 47 Motorsports. Ahead of Lance Wilsey. Right in the wheel tracks of Lance was Neil Scott as he went across the line. The Kelly Moss with Riley. Number 86 car, that was the car that I thought I saw moving up just a little bit. That's a decent little battle pack there. So keep an eye out for Lance Wilsey, the number 30 and the 86 of Scott Neal. John Brownson, Keith McGovern and Adam Kunzlet make up the 10. So Jonathan Wood Woldridge has had an absolute nightmare on that first lap in the P3. That was the number 87 car that I saw dropping back, the Remstar Racing Duquesne. So in the GSXs, Stephen Cameron Racing's Gregory Leifug has gone to the front ahead of Sebastian Car Carazzo and Luca Mars for core up into third. Francis Seldov down into fourth. Moise Oreski fifth. Rob Walker second in the championship for Autotechnic Racing in the G82 BMW. The G is G82, if you're watching along on timing and scoring, is the newer of the two cars. G further through the alphabet than F. That's the way to remember it. <laughs> Sean Quinlan, Frank Depew inside the top 10, turned his fastest laps of Sebring ever. Yesterday, doing practice and qualifying for Rebel Rock Racing in the Camaro. Uh, Patrick Wilmot and Todd Coleman for Ar Angels Motorsports uh, in the top 10. Vin Barletta, just outside the top 10 for 
Turner Motorsports in one of the older F82 BMWs. That's number 96, of course. Ramin Abdul Vahabi, automatic racing Aston in 11th, make that 12th position. There's the leader rumbling by. You probably hear him as he goes past the booth. Second place, it's spreading out. Bijoy Garg, he's putting a bit of a pounding on the rest of the field at the moment. Dan Goldberg. 3.7 seconds behind, put his fastest lap of the race in at a 2 or one but a sub-two-minute lap for the Junior 3 racing driver at the head of the field, P.J. Garg. 1.59.874, absolutely outstanding. Beautiful day today already with the time at just five minutes past eight. Clocks went forward here overnight. 17 Celsius on the track, 13 Celsius in the air. Luca Mars puts in the fastest lap of the GSX race so far as he has closed within half a second of Sebastian Carrazzo in second, who's about three quarters of a second ahead behind, rather, Gregory Leefug in Stephen Cameron Racing's G82 BMW as they go through under the bridge in front of me, the orange and blue BMW leading out from Sebastian Carrazzo in the Porsche in second. That's another car with orange on it, the 718 GT4 RS Club Sport. And those three are pulling away from the field, which is headed by the 95 Francis Seldorf, Turner Motorsport. And Moise Oretsky right in there as well, in that second group. At the front of the field, though, no one with any kind of... Uh, any kind of answer... To Bijoy Garg and Jonathan Woolridge is now scored as out of the race in the Rem Start Racing Decane. The car that we said was uh, at the back of the field early on. Jonathan Woolridge out, excuse me, out of the pits, not out of the race, I should have said that. He came in last time around, and there has been a coming together of the of two cars, Adrian Kunzel and John Brownson at the back of the P3 field. That's been looked at, but only after the race. So that one will be assessed after the race. Bijoy Garg's already gone through for Junior 3 racing, and it's now four seconds. And he's put the fastest lap of the race in. Again, last time around, another sub-two-minute lap. 1.59.3. 59.6 for Dan Goldberg in the 73 and second. That's the JD Motorsports decane. It's Leisure decane, Leisure decane. Decane for your top five, but really at the moment that is spreading out. The battle is between Brian Thines for 40 racing powered by USRT and Antonio Saravale, who are battling for third and fourth. Last position on the podium as they've just gone round the hairpin at turn seven, up through the kink at turn nine now. The leader already through the right hander at turn 10 and heading to tower turn 13. Meantime, a new fastest lap for the leader in GSX, Stephen Cameron Racing's BMW M4 GT4, who has pulled out oh, all of 1.2 seconds now to the battle for second. Sebastian Carrazzo and Luca Mars. And the new fastest time in GSX now, 211.813. All of these are lap records, of course, because we've not raced here before uh, in this championship. So just to uh, remind everybody of that, as we are counting down time certain race here 37 minutes and a little bit still to go and it is still Bijoy Garg 
who leads out. Listen for the throbbing V8 of the Ligier JSP320 as it comes past us. He's on the front straight now. And there he goes, the number three, mostly white car. Another fastest lap of the race. He's down into the 58, 58.289. And he stretched the lead to over five seconds from JDC Motorsports to Kane of Dan Goldberg, Brian Thines and Antonio Saraville, excuse me, absolutely together as they went across the line. Up to turn three. Turn two is just a little kink, really. Then down through the gearbox. Feed the power back in through the slight right-hand kink at four. Set it up for the long carousel at five. And then under the bridge. And where are those two? There they are. Bodywork glinting in the morning sunshine. The grey and orange car just ahead of the mostly white machine. So that's Thien still ahead of Cervale. Now traffic coming into it for the leader as he's about to put a lap on uh, Samir Gandhi for the car bomb with Peregrine Porsche as he comes through to Tower Turn. He's gone through. So that's the first danger area for our leader. Some, what, 10 minutes into the race. Next up on his list of people to put a lap on will be... Actually, that's another one of the... Oh, that's the Remstar car. That's the uh, Duquesne of Jonathan Woldridge. So he's a lap down, having been into the pits. But he's the next car that our leader will come across. So, 10 minutes in. Another fastest lap last time around in GSX for Gregory Leifug. And that number 43 car has now a best time of 2.11.319. As we wait for the lever to come through. That was Jonathan has just gone through after his early issues in the car. There's the leader. And this time it is a 59.3. So only a tenth away from the fastest lap of the race. And that has that stretched there. No, 59.3 matched by Dan Goldberg. I think that's the first time Dan hasn't lost any time so still on five seconds then another eight seconds further back the battle for third and fourth there's about half a second between Brian Thienz and Antonio Saravale there's there again I can look across the at the moment empty midway area starting to have things delivered there's the battle for third underneath the Corvette bridge it's about the same as it was last time. Maybe it's stretched a car's length or a wee bit more. If I step to the right, I can just about see the braking area down into turn seven. Yes, I can as they go through that. Out through turn eight. Won't be able to see that from Wednesday onwards when we begin our live coverage of uh, both WEC and IMSA. Through the trees towards turn 10 and 11. Another fastest lap of the race for the leader in G. SX. That uh, best time comes down to 2.11.1. And that means that the number 43, Stephen Cameron Racing BMW, has now got a two-second lead over Core Motorsports. Luca Mars in second in the 59. Sebastian Carrazzo, Kelly Moss with Riley in the Porsche. In third position, another 1.4 further back. Those lead three just spreading out a little bit. Still a good scrap going on for fourth and fifth. Francis Zeldorf for Turner and Moise Uretsky for accelerating performance in the BMW and Aston, respectively. 
Well, there's nothing between those two. Barely a few cars lengths. And behind them, a whole gaggle of cars, which includes Patrick Wilmot, Rob Walker, Frank Depew up to eighth position for Rebel Rock Racing in the final season of the Chevy Camaro GT4R. Sean Quinlan and Todd Coleman make up the top 10 in GSX. Coming down to the half hour to go. Yeah, great little battle sitting in uh, behind Patrick Wilmot. So at the front of the GSX field, the th top three have spread out. Then a two-car battle for fourth and fifth. And then sixth on down, really pretty much together. Six to the bottom of the top ten. Guard goes through again. In fact, he's already down to the hairpin. Heading up towards turn 10. Now, the next car he'll pass to put a lap on is Billy Griffin for Core Motorsports. Ford Mustang GT4. Billy not having the kind of weekend that he enjoyed when he was at Daytona. And he's certainly off the pace here. So, 31 minutes to go. Leader through the Jean de Bian Benz and down on the Ullman Strait. Junior 3 Racing's Ligier, Bijoy Garg. Bijoy closing on Griffin now. Might get him before the turn into Sunset. Doesn't need to push too hard. He's got a decent gap still. Over five seconds. But goes through. And gets by going into 17. He should pop out to my left now. There he is. Goes through. There's the Mustang going through behind him, having just conceded the lap. The gap now, 4.8 seconds. It had gone up to 5.9. So just that little bit of traffic. Dan Goldberg closing in a tiny bit. But, of course, now he's got the deal with Billy Griffin in that Core Motorsports Ford Mustang. Spot on 30 minutes to go. Just looking back at the weekend at uh, Daytona, Billy Griffin sitting at the back of the GSX at the moment. Two race victories for him ahead of Rob Walker, who had a couple of podium finishes. Todd Coleman... Another 60 points further back. So it was 700 points to Billy Griffin at the weekend. That's pretty perfect, isn't it? Rod Walker on 600. Todd Coleman, 540. Moise Oreski, 510 with Francis Zeltoff. Sebastian Carrazzo on 490. That was your top six. But with 350 for the win, of course, things can change very quickly in this IMSA. VP Racing Sports Car Challenge. Round three here. Another one to come later on this afternoon. We'll have that for you live as well. It's due off at, I think, 1.30 local time this afternoon. Um, that would be now just 5.30 in the UK. 6.30 in Europe. The 
Daylight Savings Time started overnight last night. So for a week or so, the time difference to the UK is only four hours, five hours to Central European time before those clocks change. Wind blowing directly behind the cars as they go into turn one. And the leaders in traffic again. Here's the opportunity for Dan Goldberg. It's been uh, Willie Vax and Jim Farley, man at the top of Ford, who had a great run at Daytona. Got up into... The top six a couple of times. Spun one of those away, in fairness, on the final lap of the first race. But Jim driving the Ford Mustang GT4 from Multimatic. Their new GT3 car in its testing phase at the moment. We'll see that car here this weekend on static display. And I'm led to believe that if anybody's hanging around on Monday and Tuesday after the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring, you might just hear... The unmistakable sound of a Ford V8 pounding around here. That car due in the championship next year for uh, Mission Pilot Challenge, etc. And, of course, would be um, available for this. Uh, uh, wouldn't be available for this race, rather. It's a GT3 car. So we will then have a GT4 and a GT3 from Ford. Of that classic shaped pony car. Well, having said that the wind was blowing straight down the straight, and the stars and stripes right in front of my commentary booth here was absolutely as if it was made out of cardboard, straight out. And now it is hanging very limply at the flagpole. So that wind gusting, but now has disappeared. As here comes the battle at the front of the GSX field. Now that's come right together with Luca Mars and Sebastian Carrazzo now beginning to pressure. Luca's right there. Sebastian a little bit further back. So Greg from Luca from Sebastian at the moment. Those are your top three. And as we see them on the far side of the infield from us, let's just see them under the Corvette bridge waiting to see the 43 appear. There it is. That's the orange and blue car. Then the multicoloured Core Motorsports racing for RP machine down towards turn seven into the braking area. No real advantage or disadvantage to either of those. Two. I see that the second place cars just got closed in a little bit. So is the BMW struggling a bit? There's still 26 and a half minutes to go here. Leifu from Luca Mars. Carrazzo closing in on them quite significantly, actually. Sebastian did his best time last time around of a 2.11.770. However, Luca Mars has done a 2.10 now. He's the fastest man in GSX. 2.10.564. That was a couple of laps ago. Bonus coverage of IMSA's VP Racing Sports Car Challenge. John Hindorf on the call with you here in... Our global broadcast centre overlooking the famed start-finish line. Mobile One, 12 hours of Sebring week getting underway, I suppose you could say. It. Uh, more WEC action on track as well today in the prologue. And another race this afternoon for IMSA VP Racing Sports Car Challenge. We'll have that for you here on IMSA Radio. So still not quite down to half distance here. As we 
Continue to turn laps in perfect weather conditions. Air temperature 14 Celsius. It's 17 on the track. The wind has dropped to nothing. There's the leaders going past me in GSX, and they're absolutely together. Now, I can't see turn one. So if there's a dive up the inside here from Luca Mars... I won't be able to see that for you, but I can see them briefly as they go into turns three and four. They're still as they were, maybe three, four cars lengths between them. Through the kink at turn four, now into turn five. I see them again as they come out from behind the bridge abutments at the Corvette Racing. This is all old school, no TV coverage for this. The TV camera's not put up yet. They'll be up later on in the week. But we decided to give this one a go old school. Down to the hairpin. Brake lights flash on from both the first and second place car. Carrazzo is still gaining on them. That's come down. Under five seconds now from Sebastian. Another great battle going on by Francis Seldorf and Moise Oretzky. They've I don't think they've been a second between them for the whole race. And Pat Wilmot has got Frank Depew now up into seventh position. And Frank is pushing for a top six here. In the Chevy Camaro, Tim Probert into the pits. He's been off, went off at turn 15, the Jean de Bien-Benz last time around. So Tim Probert in the 15 car, uh, in the 65 car, excuse me, went off for Murillo Racing in the AMG GT4. Now, what's going on with this battle at the front of the field of GSX? It's Stephen Cameron Racing's number 43 BMW from the Corb Sports Ford Mustang, the 59. They are about to be passed by the leader. Overall, Junior 3 Racing's Bijoy Garg. His lead has come down, 2.6 seconds. There goes the Probit car, the metallic orange and white Mercedes. That's going back out again after whatever befell that car. After that spin at 15. All right, two leaders across the line. There's the leader of the race. There's the leader in GSX. Here comes second place in the race. That is uh, Dan Goldberg in the Duquesne. It's down to two seconds. That was nearly six seconds before. And now they've... Now, did they... Did uh, Tim Prober get out in front of them? No, he did not in the 65. So that shouldn't be too much of a problem it will be the 27 of Sebastian Carrazzo has to deal with Tim who has just come out of the pit lane leader down towards the hairpin under the mobile one walkover bridge junior three racing Ligier two and a half seconds now Bijoy Garg Dan Goldberg and right behind them the battle for the GSX lead which is Gregory Leifug and Luca Mars. So, Leifug with what? Three quarters of a second, if that. Heading out on the far side of the circuit and has to give way as Antonio Saravale goes through. This is the real difficulty for these two battling between themselves. And Luca Mars has had a great run out of turns 9 and 10. And I think he may have gone through there. Let's wait till we see them again. I thought I saw a flash of the Mustang onto the back straight. If they're 
If he hasn't gone through, he's very, very close indeed at the front of GSX. They're heading around the far side of the circuit now, and it looked like maybe a tiny mistake by the Stephen Cameron Racing BMW. Just didn't get the forward momentum out of turns eight and nine after they'd gone through the hairpin. There's our leading pen. Another fastest lap of the race for Bijoy Garg with a 157.4 now. Let's see the GSX. Yes, it's the 43 that's gone through. So the 43, Leah Fuchs just held on to it. Luca Mars in second position for Core, but now just half a second. So he's held on to it, but barely. Sebastian Carrazzo now having dropped away that lap. Yeah, lost a couple of seconds nearly on that lap. The 27 Porsche. But he's got eight seconds on the fourth place. Moise Oretsky, who's pulled a second now out of Francis Seldorf in fifth. Patrick Wilmot has, for the moment, got himself a little bit of a breathing space. About a second and a half on Frank Depew in the Rebel Rock Racing Camaro in seventh. Rob Walker is in eighth. And he's got uh, two seconds to find on Frank and about a second and a half. Uh, make that two and a half seconds on Todd Coleman as Jonathan Wooldridge comes back through the GSX field in that uh, delayed Remstar Racing to Kane from that first lap issue. Slight off last time around. Again at turn 15, which is the Jean de Bienz. This time... It was the 77, Brian Thienes, Forte Racing. And back into the pits, Tim Probert. So that's the second time Tim's been in after he had the spin over on the far side, right next to the WEC pits and to the entry thereof. Well inside the second half of the race now. So much going on. I forgot to tell you that we've gone through 22 and a half minutes. 45 minutes started on the clock. We've got 19 minutes exactly as the leader crosses the line. And he is going to come out right behind Tim Probert, who's just rejoined. The gap at the front of the field has extended again. So a little bit of traffic. Bijoy Garg had to deal with that. And his nearly six-second lead was whittled down to just over two. It's now back out to 3.2 seconds over Dan Goldberg in second for JDC, the number 73. There goes Saravale for Mulner. He's another 17 seconds back. Thien's in fourth, Wilsey in fifth, Keith McGovern in sixth in the prototype category, the P3 category. That's the first of Kelly Moss with Riley. Scott Neal, his teammate behind him. Adrian Kunzler for MLT in eighth. Ian John Brownson in ninth. And Courtney Crone, after that incident earlier on, has dropped down to tenth position. Leaders in... GSX going down what I call the middle straight, down towards turn seven. Still with that tantalising, what, eight to ten cars gap. And Luke Mars just tends to close in a wee bit under braking for the happening at turn seven. Through the trees, they accelerate out. Easy to see the orange and blue car of Stephen Cameron Racing flashing through the field. Won't be able to see that part of the track from here later on in the week. Big crowd expected here. Decent weather forecast. It was very hot, actually, over the last couple of days. 31, 32 degrees Celsius by the end of the afternoon. And uh, that was very pleasant in a polo shirt and shorts, but in a 
Three layer Normex fire suit and sitting in a car with a helmet on, etc., etc. Dot, dot, dot. I think you know where we're going with that. I think about our corner workers as well who are out there in that heat all day. And of course, as always, thanks to all of our race officials. So into the last 17 minutes of VP Racing Challenge at Sebring at the prologue for the WEC at the start of the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring week. And here's how it stands. Bijoy Garg has led from the pole from Dan Goldberg in second. Dan came into this weekend after a picture perfect two races at Daytona. Now sits 1.4 seconds behind. So again, just a little bit of traffic for the leader. And they're down towards the hairpin at the moment and just coming out of it. Now, this is great for Dan Goldberg because he can see that he's closing in on the leader. They've got quite a lot of clear track before they come up on Samir Gandhi, the carbone with Peregrine Racing Porsche. And as Samir goes through to turn 14, the leader is coming to turn 13 now, tower turn. Goldberg. He's right there with the leader now. Coming through. Those very quick. Jean de Bian bends into 15 now. Now into the right-hander at 16 and down onto the Ullman straight. Those two leaders were separated by about a second and a half in GSX. It's still just a third of a second as Gregory Leofug and... Luke and Mars are together, and they are... Where are they on the track at the moment? Took my eyes off them. They are just coming up the tower turn as well, and they've got traffic to deal with as well. There's our two leaders rumbling through with that beautiful V8. Sounds so good here. Sounds right, doesn't it? That V8. So through to start another lap and that's another fastest lap of the race by Bijoy Gar 157.2 157.4 is the fastest lap of Dan Goldberg's race and he's got it down to just on a second now just on a second the GSX leaders still locked in that battle as Tim Probert is back to the pits again for a third time Red, white and blue of Sean Creech Motorsport in fourth. Lance Wilsey just goes across the line. There's our leaders in GSX. 43 is still Gregory Leofuge. Luca Mars, Jonathan Woolridge coming up behind them on his uh, drive back after that first lap that saw him all the way at the back of the field in that number 87, Remstar Decane. Carrazo has dropped away a little bit now, but he's, he's under no threat from Moise Oretsky, who has Patrick Wilmot and Frank Depew closing in on him. That's 6th, 7th and 8th. Todd Coleman in 9th, Sean Quinlan in 10th for Stephen Cameron Racing, who still lead the race. Full course yellow. Full course yellow, 12 and a half minutes, that 13 and a half minutes to go. Debris on the back straight 
Oh, my goodness. Double yellows are out. This is going to be a dash for the points at the end. All bets are off. We have a safety vehicle on the circuit heading up through turn number four. White flags out for that. The leader has already slowed down. Now, he's got cars. Has he got cars between him and second? No, I don't think he has. It's going to be... Well, this is going to be great news for everybody who's frankly been in the wake of the leading pair in each of the categories here. P3 and GT4, although GSX here is what it is called, rather than just GX in the Mission Pilot Challenge. This is our sprint format, if you will. One driver... 45 minutes, two races over the weekend. So, now just waiting for the safety car to pick up our leader. Safety car is on the circuit. How quickly can we get the debris out of the way? Well, the emergency vehicle is already through to turn 14 as everybody begins to form up we're going to have a dash how brilliant John Hindorf in the IMSA Radio Global Broadcast booth good to have your company for this Saturday excuse me Sunday morning additional live broadcast our full live Schedule available on imsaradio.com. Scroll down to the bottom and everything we're covering next week on RS2 is on there. We are flip-flopping back between RS2 and RS1 because, of course, we've got WEC coverage as well. Oh, Tim Probert back in the pits without the hood of his Mercedes, without the bonnet. So that's what was on the back straight. Uh, and it must be out... On the far side, that's where the emergency vehicle has stopped. So I have a feeling that might have been a white and orange GT4 AMG bonnet that was the debris. debris. Um, I, I say that purely looking at the uh, the evidence, but uh, remember my father, for pretty much most of my formative years, was a senior police detective. He always said there was no such thing as coincidence, just evidence. And motive, in fairness. But that doesn't come into it here. We'll just gloss over that one. So just going back to next week, yes, we will be flip-flopping between RS2, IMSA Radio and RS1 because of the WEC 1,000 miles of Sebring. So check both schedules to make sure that you don't miss anything. It will require a little bit of back and forth on the player. But ultimately, as far as WEC is concerned, we have every single session live no other broadcaster can offer you that right from the first free practice and of course it's our usual extensive coverage of all of the IMSA events mobile one 12 hours we've got the Michelin pilot challenge we're kicking off the season of the deluxe Porsche Carrera Cup North America with a huge field of cars uh, for that particular championship, and my goodness me, 
what an entry in the pro division that's all worth looking out for quite a lot of that will be in sound and vision for you and again if you check the schedule you'll be able to see the little tv symbol those are the ones that have been confirmed in sound and vision for the moment we'll add any others and we will of course let you know via at imsa radio which is how you can get in touch with us I actually haven't got that up at the moment because I've run out of screens in here. Thank goodness for the brilliant Alcamel timing, by the way. There are just a couple of rooms off to my left. Team have been on site for quite some time. And uh, been able to grab that from the internet, as you can as well. Livetiming.alcamelsystems.com forward slash IMSA is what I'm looking at in our global broadcast centre. And we've also got the positioning up here. Well, our colleague Brian Till always calls the dancing ants. And for the bits of the track that I can't see, that's how we are bringing you this call. Bit old school. Sometimes nice to go back to the old ways. Early Sunday morning puts me back in. Uh, reminds me of uh, heading off to various race circuits around the UK. Bacon sandwich and a cup of coffee and then a duty on in some commentary box somewhere. Starting off at the crack of dawn. Now we're down to seven and a half minutes here. The safety car has picked everybody up. We've got one of the track services blower vehicles out there as well. Just cleaning off the circuit there's a couple of cars still to make the back of the field one of which is now that was a mustang going through there i think it was the number 14 car if i'm not mistaken that is billy griffin who swept the field at daytona but has had a horrible weekend here at uh, daytona so at uh, sebring excuse me so far and uh, the other car that has just gone past me was samir gandhi in the porsche so they will catch up to the back of the field. I have suspicion that we'll go green next time by. Uh, yet to see if that is confirmed from race control. Air temperature at 20 minutes before 9 on a Sunday morning. Yes, the clocks have changed. A very pleasant 16 Celsius. 73% humidity making it a bit sticky outside. Track temperature climbing all the time. Should be pretty good for the WEC Prologue, which starts in, uh, what, round about uh, 45 minutes' time, just under. And we'll be back patrolling their paddock for you as well to try and bring you some more news from the WEC. Two programmes already available via RadioLamont.com. And uh, the second of yesterday's shows with uh, quite a long chat with Earl Bamber, who was the fastest man on the track yesterday afternoon. Good to sit down and have a long chat with the affable Kiwi. Don't often get the chance to do that in our very busy race weekends. I'm afraid we did slightly wander off topic and start reminiscing about our times in commentary boxes around the world. And the racetrack I was trying to think of, and I'm sure Earl woke up in the middle of the night and did exactly the same, was Adria. Adria was where we worked together for 
uh, Super League formula. Worked with him on a couple of other occasions as well. He's back in his uh, natural environment, his natural habitat this weekend, driving for Chip Ganassi, of course, in the WEC. And he uh, he's enjoying it, I think it's fair to say. Have a listen to that via RidgeAllamont.com. Two shows up there, about an hour each. So, coming through to four and three-quarter minutes to go. Let's see if the safety car peels off this time around. If it does, Bijoy Garg will be in charge of the field as they come to a green flag. I'm just looking across the track, and I think that is a green flag in hand on the Mobile One starter stand. Green flag indeed now waving. So we have got a four-and-a-half-minute dash. Great start from Bijoy Garg. But it was Antonio Saravale who had the best start in third position for Mulner Motorsports of the top three. There go the GSX cars as well. No wave-bys, no pass-arounds. So Jonathan Woolridge did not get his lap back from the P3 group. He's... Uh, Right in behind the two leaders in GSX, Gregory Leofuge from Luca Mars, still leading those two out as the leading P3 cars head down towards the heavy braking area for the right-hander at turn seven, the hairpin. Shortened up some years ago, of course. It used to go right past the, the front of where the hotel is now. Did mean that if you missed your braking point, you ended up on the highway. I've seen that happen. And in fact, there's some great onboard footage of, I think, a an old uh, Trans Am Camaro losing the brakes down there and heading off and having to drive back <laughs> through the main gates. Pop through the uh, the crash gates there. So on the far side of the circuit, it's all gone quiet on the front straight because the cars are all bunched up after the safety car for debris. think it might have been the hood, the bonnet of Tim Probert's car came in, uh, allowing me to look down on parts of the AMG engine that I really shouldn't be able to see. So I'm putting two and two together and possibly not making just the four. Onto the back straight then. Couple of laps to go, I would say. Again, watching the Mobile One start to stand. Right opposite from our global broadcast booth, I can hear in the distance the sound of the V8s coming down to the final corner. One or two fans who have been uh, fortunate enough to get their RVs to the side of the track. There goes the leader. Top three now, pretty much together. Gar, Goldberg, Saravale, then Lance Wilsey just holding off Brian Thienes. Keith McGovern, Adrian Kunzler coming up to seventh position ahead of Scott Neal. John Brownson, Courtney Crone and Jonathan Woolridge now on the back of those other 10 P3s, but of course he is a lap down having made an early visit to the pits after his problems on the first lap of the race some 44 minutes ago. It was still Leofuga from Mars, from Carrazzo, from Aretsky, from Zeldorf, from Wilnot, from Frank Depew, looking very racy. Seventh for the Rebel Rock Racing Camaro. Is there a top six on for him today? Well, it's Patrick Wilmot in the Split Decision Motorsports BMW who, at the moment, is uh, keeping him out of that position. 
the whole GSX field streaming down that middle straight towards turn number seven. Now heading off. Oh, the lead is as close as I've seen it. It does look like Luca Mars is in the slipstream there and that what is effectively a long straight run. It's a curving straight, if you see what I mean, from out of turn seven up to turn ten. Eight and nine are corners in that they are numbered, but they aren't taken as such. They're just flat out through there and you continue accelerating. Just wonder as well if some of the slower P3s might be an issue for Leofu through to what will be the white flag lap then for Bijoy Garg. White flag is in the air. One more lap of this historic Sebring International Raceway for our IMSA VP Racing Challenge leader. Garg has led from the drop of the green flag and he's pulled out an impressive 2.1 seconds to Dan Goldberg in second for JDC. He'll hold on to his championship lead if it ends like this. Then it's Antonio Cervale, Wilsey, Thanes, McGovern, Kunzley, Krohn, Neil, Brownson and Jonathan Woolridge one lap off. And the leaders are nose to tail in GSX as they go down to the first corner. Defensive move by Leofug to the left-hand wall. Hasn't yet pulled out for turn one to sweep back left-handed. They were absolutely together. You could not have fit a telephone directly between the two of them as they went through across the line. Time-wise, it was a tenth of a second as they were accelerating down towards turn one. Let's see what's up. Oh, there's a puff of dust out on the circuit through underneath the Corvette bridge just as the leaders get that. It was one of the P3 cars. And I... I think that's been a change of lead. Back down into turn seven, though. Leofus has another look. Stephen Cameron Racing have led this from the drop of the flag. But Luca Mars has sneaked through. Mars leading. So they are reversed now as from they went across the line. The timing will catch up next time around. They run their last lap as well, heading up to turn number 10. And we do have Luca Mars on the positioning graphic from... Alcamel Systems shown as the leader at Tower Turn. Looking through the trees, I get a quick flash of the cars and it is the orange and blue machine. Meantime, at the line, the VP Racing checkered flag goes to Bijoy Garg from Junior 3 Racing. The margin of victory at the end, an impressive three and a half seconds from Dan Goldberg, who'll keep hold of the championship lead before the race this afternoon. Antonio Saravalli in third. Wilsey in fourth for Sean Creech Motorsport. Fifth position going through now. Brian Thames, Adrian Kunz. It just pips Keith McGovern on the line for MLT ahead of Kelly Moss. Courtney Crone. In fact, it's Courtney Crone who's just gone through in seventh position. So she's made up a couple of positions for 47 Motorsports on that dash, two-lap dash after the safety car. So the 99 of Courtney Crone in 7th. Scott Neal in 8th. John Brownson in ninth, Waiting for Keith McGovern to come through. And Luca Mars has pinched it. Luca Mars for Core Motorsport and the Ford Mustang. Takes the top step of the podium from long-time leader and pole sitter Gregory Leofuge for Stephen Cameron Racing. Sebastian Carrazzo comes in in 3rd. 
Top three separated by under a second and a half after the late rate race, race restart. Accelerating performance, Moise Oreski in fourth position. Francis Seidoff, uh, Zeltoff in fifth. Then Wilmot. Frank Depew did not quite get his top six, but seventh position for the Rebel Rock Racing Camaro. He's moved forward. Todd Coleman, Vin Barlett, a Rob Barker, Rob Walker makes up the top 10. Angus Rogers at 11th. Sean Quinlan, 12th. Jim Farley moved up to 13th. Billy Griffin, not sure what the problem was with uh, either Billy or his Ford after such a dominating weekend on the high banks at Daytona, but only 14th position from him, ahead of Will Wax for BGB, Ramin Abdul Vahabi for Automatic Motorsports. Tom Collingwood dropped back for BGB as well. Uh, in the number 83. Samir Gandhi in 18th. Tim Broad, but in and out of the pit and, in fact, did not finish the race on the track. Well, there we are then. A late race caution throwing it all into confusion and opportunity for both of the classes. But Bijoy Garg held on ahead of Dan Goldberg and Antonio Saravale. Provisional results there, but that's your top three. And in GSX, a race-long battle between Stephen Cameron Racing, who started on pole, Gregory Lefouge, led all bar the last lap and a half. And that went to Luca Mars. There is a saying in motorsport, you only have to lead the last lap. He's got the points. So Luca Mars gets his championship or continues his championship charge, should I say, for Core Motorsports. Ahead of Gregory Leofurch in second, Sebastian Carrazzo is on the third step of the podium. Great racing from the VP Racing Challenge here at Sebring. We'll do it all again this afternoon. And we will be live to bring that to you again here on IMSA Radio, RST, part of the Radio Silimited network of channels. I'm John Hindoff for the moment. Thanks for joining us this Sunday. And make sure you're back on this afternoon as we're back local time just before 1.30 this afternoon. Uh, that is uh, four hours difference to the UK and five to Central Europe. It's been a lovely morning so far at Sebring. Join us later. Bye-bye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.